0: Your readings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Live. That is producer Todd.
1: Good
2: evening.
0: And Mike Kruger.
2: Welcome to primetime, bitch.
0: So guys, uh, no, Ed Harris is not Flesh Wound Features. Uh, That's not the uh, surprise, but uh, gentlemen, it's a new year. So what do you do in a new year, Todd?
1: Um... Nothing different. <laughs> You're asked the wrong person. No guess. Uh, new year, new Dan. Well, close. Did you cut your face off? Did I what? Did you cut your beard off? Maybe. I don't well, that's know. my guess. <laughs> warmer, warmer. All right, you, guys. Here we go. You grew some hair. The hat came off. New year. Oh jeez, I'm, I'm new a- head, baby.
0: Uh. Isn't this awesome? Look at this. It's got actual bling.
2: This is the bullshit that you've been hyping us up for for like a week.
0: Huge. Huge. It's a new hat. Come on. Look at this.
2: The Pugs is going to be
0: so bad he
1: missed the debut.
0: That's not to say that the old hat is gone. I was going
1: to say I do like the old hat better, but this will take some getting used to.
0: It's like, uh, it's different. You know, you can't probably see the whole thing. It's new, just breaking it in, but it's got like actual like
1: core did, did this get brought back from Florida for you?
0: This was brought back from Florida. did a, uh, virtual thing and went through about, uh, 50 hats and this was the winner.
1: You know, they have hats in Atlanta, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I haven't found a good hat shop. You know, I mean, they, I'm sure there is. I just haven't found it, but, uh, yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool. I like it. So that's the new. It's. It's.
1: I'll be honest. It's throwing me off. It looks different. It looks. Yeah, I
0: don't. You probably
1: can't really zoom in on the. Well, honestly, here's what's bothering me: the fact when you're sitting there, I can tell that the bill, the brim, is not even right. And and that's it's new done. and it's still, I understand broken. what's it going is. on, but it drives me insane.
0: Actually, if you probably go back to watching uh some of the early questions, walk about <laughs> takes a while. Takes a
1: while. I, I I get it, but I, yeah, there I, know. You go. I
0: have derby. I can't bend it for you, Ty. you're just gonna have to
1: fucking deal with it. I'm just uh, not gonna look at you. Oh, that's no different than normal. Uh, that's messed up. Yeah, <laughs> well, where, anyways, right I'll put a post in the right over. Yeah, it's all
0: good <laughs> what's up pope pap smear good name my mail how's everybody doing uh thank you for watching i know it's a busy streaming uh, days so we appreciate you uh, damn, So
1: i can't with this guy it's like it, you're like it distracts my
0: eye how's it distract your eye it will soon bend with a new hat i know i'm just
1: trying not to look you at know.
0: you it really throws me off i'm trying fuck you god damn you throw me off but anyways
1: i didn't say uh, it was
0: bad didn't say it was good but oh it's a fucking awesome hat, dude. You, you gotta see it in person you will i'll bring both hats when i go <laughs> no, well i'm sure one will be getting shit in so Perfect. Nah, it's messed up it's messed up well anyways uh so programming note uh guys we will have a flesh wound after dark tomorrow on the indecent behavior trilogy the uh the body cat or Yeah, the Body Chemistry Show was insanely popular, so we hope you enjoy this. We've got a lot of obscurities and uh, some a little bit better known. It depends when you were born, you know, if you kind of came up during that erotic thriller era or not. But I think you get some good stuff. Also, be sure to listen to the show from two nights ago. Has it been two nights, one night? Yeah. There you go. So, check that on YouTube. You got to click live and then videos. If it wasn't live, it's confusing now. Uh, so, with that being said, let's get right into the reviews. Kicking things off with our big theatrical smash it at this point, I guess, in considering the budget. Uh, and that is Megan from. From director Gerard Johnstone, who, if you don't recognize that name, he was the director of Housebound, the New Zealand horror comedy from 2014, I believe. And in this one, a, uh, pardon me, uh, when Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphaned eight-year-old niece, Caddy, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her Megan prototype with Caddy in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. So Megan. Um so we closed 2022 with actually two Bloomhouse films that I
1: liked. And uh okay, oh, what well, 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 why did you tell us what they were, Dan, if they didn't see? here are the other shows soft and quiet
0: and unhuman so you should check those out actually they were shows
1: we know you love soft and quiet but
0: (laughs) But, uh i believe we all did uh but anyways i don't know what what do you think todd you want to go first you want me to go first
1: i want you to read this for us first please so remember read it aloud
0: all right, Cliff boof, that hat looks well worn almost as if it's covered in the cobwebs that normally overlay Feruza ball. <laughs> God damn, Cliff.
1: Five um, stars on that one. It's like I'm the uh, bad he missed that
0: one. Um, yeah. Cliff has just decided he's going to be the dick of the chat tonight, but that's all right. Uh, Feruza is a- beautiful.
1: And we will so, have her in her prime when we do the Water Boy episode on Flesh Fleshman Farce. That is prime. This, oh. this
0: is true. She's still, she's timeless. Uh, shout out, Ben Grimm. Uh, no shout outs for you, Cliff, but uh shout out to <laughs> Punisher, <laughs> Batman fan,
2: everybody, uh, well, who, everybody. Okay.
1: Cougar, I'm going to let you pick who goes first. Do you want to go first or do you want to let no, me? No,
2: I want to I wanna hear Dan's opinion. Okay.
1: That's what okay. I'm chomping at the bits for, too. I'm curious, really, on this one.
2: All right, so
0: I fucking hated this movie. Uh, Bloom is back in form. I think, Uh, all right, first off, Caddy is a good actress, terrible character. First, she kills her freaking parents because she can't stop playing with her fidget spinner in the car. And then she has the balls to mope because she can't destroy the value of her aunt's collectibles by opening them. <laughs> That's Fuck where her. That explains She's it right a <laughs> terrible character. Parents killed them. Uh, slaps her aunt after she destroys probably, I'm assuming, very expensive robot, you know, robot toy bullshit uh i hated her character i really just wanted megan to malfunction and rip her apart but (laughs) that's just me you don't open that shit i mean come on you're a modern day kid even modern day kids know collectibles you know you want those ebay options if you outgrow them um so besides her being an awful character this movie is just totally predictable uh they introduce a certain element from a character's past and it's like okay well that's going to be the neutralizer uh they just beginning to end this whole thing is just insanely predictable low on the carnage low on the blood i wouldn't normally hold that against it i mean i would say really with this one more of a science fiction film than a horror film but you know it still qualifies, I suppose, but it's very, very light. So uh, I, I would, I would say this is going to probably please kids and teenagers more than adults. So you may want to keep that in mind.
1: Well, um, the person next to me, and what I was sitting in the theater as the theater was darkening and the logos were coming up, she whispered to her boyfriend, "That's how you know it's a good movie when the Blumhouse logo popped up." Oh. I hate to tell you this, Dan. You have become what you have hate, hated. You sound just like Siskel and Eber talking shit on those '80s slashes and '80s horror films. Well, those
0: were fun, and they had blood and tits, Todd. I,
1: you sound exactly the same as them well, because I
0: don't remember. I don't remember them complaining about blood and tits on Siskel and Ebert, Todd. They Plus, complained
1: about every fucking frame of every. Horror I still movie.
0: have my jaw. I am nothing like Siskel. Or Other Ebert.
1: than that, yes, you are. You're, you're becoming what you despise. Yeah, yeah fuck you, Todd.
0: Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You can take your kids to it. It's, it's barely more threatening than a Disney film. Uh, I didn't hate the child's play remake. I, I certainly thought that was a lot better than this. At least that had some balls to it.
1: So they and answer the question, Dan, better or worse than child's play redux.
0: Indy, uh, I would say this is a lot worse than that, but I didn't hate the child's play redux, right. so, um, beyond that like i said this whole thing is just super predictable i i don't know what's there to really blow you away i mean the the design i mean the basic look of megan is fine but you know we've seen better robots in films i mean it's nothing that i think is going to blow your mind that you have to go to the theater to check this out allison williams is fine i feel bad for her she's got that piss aunt niece opening or stuff that girl in the theater Todd definitely opens her boyfriend's collectibles it sounds just like the type uh, I did not like this
1: at all. At least he had someone to open his collectibles
0: yeah but <laughs> it. it's a nutless horror movie in my opinion. I know
1: and- really I mean that is kind of a dumb move to put in a horror movie all the, their incel markets gonna immediately turn on them for <laughs> opening the fucking toys <laughs>
0: Damn, I don't know why you're an incel for not wanting your shit fucked up. Goddamn, I bet she rips up slipcovers too. Well, anyways, um, yeah, that's about all I.
1: It's nerds' do. extra showing tonight.
0: It is. <laughs> it is. No, it really nobody is. watching this show would disagree with me. They're collectibles.
1: They're toys.
2: Do you not buying. look like I <laughs> no, open all weird. of my
0: shit? <laughs> yeah, there's some things, but. Like the, the, the puzzle box, that's not a shrink wrap kind of thing. The statues, I, I have opened. This was
2: in the box, the fucking Psycho Gorman stuff, the Godzilla, all this shit was box stuff, but I'm one of those guys that I like to pay, take the toy out and fuck with it. So You like to play with them, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: That <laughs> was your decision, not some dumbass uh, niece that killed her parents.
1: Okay, I'm going to do this as a parent. Here we go. If she did not want the child to mess with these collectibles, especially it's their first time there, she needed to put them away. That's it. Not hard. It's not like she had a fucking wall like any of us have collectibles. She had like a shelf. Like that fucking big. Like two shelves. Like fucking. (laughs) Would have took her five minutes to throw them in a fucking drawer. So that's on her. And I hope that kid opened every fucking toy when she wasn't looking.
0: (laughs) Oh, there would be an ass kicking. Oh my god. But no, that's you shouldn't have to put them away. You could make an well, argument okay, maybe for a display again, case, but you shouldn't have to put them away. A
1: kid with no fucking toys at all to her name. Come a my kid house.
0: who killed her fucking parents uh. hoo! wait till she can go to the toys or fucking russ or well wherever now i guess buy them off amazon you have them in a day can't <laughs> fucking wait killed your parents come on
1: uh, or sorry. or the the fucking ant could have went to fucking target and fucking picked up some goddamn legos Legos, I mean, Target's I got know.
0: some cool stuff now. She could have gotten her like a Friday the 13th
2: final chapter, Jason. Or, okay, all sorts well, of enough
1: stuff. with Dan Kruger. What'd you think?
2: Well, I will say, um, I do agree with Dan when it comes to the characters, like, uh, but I had more of a problem with Gemma, honestly, uh, because you know, she has her likable qualities, but she essentially uses her niece as a guinea pig for this new toy and is using her. Uh, basically to market the whole fucking thing too Right after her parents died So I think she's kind of fucked up for that The little girl uh Caddy uh, She was okay I mean honestly I didn't really feel much for her Because of some of the actions And the way she was acting in the movie But um yeah, I, at the same time, like I didn't hate her either. Uh, but again, if Megan would have snapped her neck, I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been sad about it. Probably the best thing about the movie for me is Megan and just the character of the doll. As the movie progressed, uh, her relationship with uh Caddy got a little like more and more creepier, and she kind of almost turns into like a mothering character. I liked where that went with the story in the final act, especially. I, I think it got pretty damn creepy uh the look of megan though i mean she's not really menacing or anything like that but i will say like once you see what's underneath there that did look underneath you know the face mask or you know the skin uh that that did look pretty cool the kills were pretty trash to be honest with you i know this movie was cut to have a pg-13 rating And uh, I actually read an interview with the director and the director talking about how there was there was a way higher body count in the R-rated cut. There's actually like a group of people that get massacred that they didn't end up showing in the movie. So hopefully eventually we get to see the movie the way it was originally intended to be, uh, because I do think the kills are very, very lackluster. And Um, they
1: actually shot new footage for the kills, too, to tame mm -hmm. them, not just, you know, a downplayed CG. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I um, really hope we get to see it, too.
2: Yeah. the uh, One thing I'll say, though, like with the story, like I, I was pretty entertained. There's n- never any time that, you know, scenes were dragging and it kept things moving and escalating at a pretty nice pace. Uh, and I was curious to see how they were going to end up, you know, stopping this Terminator Barbie doll. And uh, with the final act, the, cer- the certain little showdown we got, why it may have been predictable. I did pop for that little battle uh overall though i mean i I didn't love it uh i didn't hate it i would say it's a little bit above average for me but i mean again we watch so many horror movies i just i'm trying to compare it to like some other mainstream stuff like I, i would put it like on the same level as like an annabelle or even uh you know i did like the child's play remake a little bit more than this but it's a it's around that level for me uh but I do want to see that unrated cut because I think that may help it out a bit. But I still liked it. I just yeah, It's not anything I'm eager to rewatch until we get that R-rated cut.
1: Feels like an overloved movie, like right mm-hmm. now by everyone. And that seems to happen with every new movie. And I think that helps turn Dan's hate up, though, too. Oh, it'll but be on some top ten lists. I, I, yeah, and I don't get that. It's like, I don't agree, disagree with most everything you said, Dan, or Kruger. It's just it's like
2: it's it's junk food, you know. What I yeah, mean? it's
1: it's predictable it is. Um I do agree the ants a bitch, the, the <laughs> So's Katie, I mean they weren't really likable characters like either way. I mean you you're supposed to be getting sympathy but you, they are kind of both being a little bitchy and it's like <clears throat> I felt bad for the boss. Like give the guy a swipe card. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> I
2: did like his character too. I yeah. thought he was pretty fucking funny. Give me a kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I it, it, it I
1: had fun with it enough. Like it's nothing I'm I'm like oh, got to watch over and over. I'm not going back to see it theatrically. <clears throat> if we get an uncut version, I will, you know, quickly watch that because I would like to see what what difference it makes. Um, reinstate the gore and cut the scene where she opens the collectibles that's, <laughs> <cashier. clears throat> that's your personal baggage going in with you Dan <laughs> now, let's see what Pug oh, sent me his thoughts too so. <clears throat> and then we'll go straight into ratings after that okay cool. story wise it, it is pretty basic but they found some cool ways to branch out with familiar ideas All the main characters' performances range from excellent to incredible, which made the boss almost intolerable until it became comical. He sucked. Violent McGraw, Jenna Davis, and Violent Violent, McGraw sounds like a death match. And that should have been Violent. And Arnie Donald are brilliant. All the conversations, confirmations, and uneasy motives were very, very heavy. It was also much fun at times. I'd say Megan is a crowd pleaser. It found the lowest common denominator in horror fans, casual fans, teens, TikTokers, and perverts alike. This technology would not be used for kids first. This would be the, this, that was the most unrealistic part of this entire story, which is also why I believe there is no main male figure <clears throat> living with the girls. Although the, that actually is a really good point. Although the, I was just looking for the off-switch scene would be amusing as fuck. <laughs> um, love the Ted Bundy-like moment and singing uh, Titanium. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed the effects and gore we got, but I'm flooded with, with excitement for the gore-filled version we will get in the future. I'm ready for Megan 2.0, Megan's, or whatever the hell they want to be called. We have... A sci-fi horror icon fellas. Four and a half out of five. God massively damn. enjoyable. That's a lot higher than and I he thought. hates Return of the Living
2: Dead. God damn. Do
1: not, he's not here to defend himself. So Kruger, what do you give it?
2: Um, I'm gonna give it a three out of five for now. Uh, but I'm maybe with the Gorefield cut, uh, it, I'll raise it up a little bit. But uh for now, three out of five. Dan? zero
1: <laughs> fuck this movie. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a three out of five also. So uh,
0: God damn, Pugs.
1: Dan, we were closer you. to you with this one. This, didn't so this didn't, is kind didn't of Dan
2: urge. used to yell at me for fucking yelling at him when he gave out ratings I didn't like. Yes. Now he's turned he's turned into what he hates. Uh, again, twice. Well, Pugs,
0: I'm gonna bully you next time you're on. That let, is, it, let it
1: be. I, I was kind of surprised when I saw the rating myself. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It could have been a good theatrical experience. I get that. That makes a difference. I, I, it will,
2: in I, I will definitely watch uh,
1: it. Again, Dan, I didn't say just seeing it in theaters. I said a good theatrical experience.
2: I, I, w- I will definitely watch a Megan sequel. But uh, oh, one thing I will say. Do. One, thing I, one thing I will say, though. that missed opportunity. Where the fuck was Puka? Like, to be honest, <laughs> like, seriously, if there was ever a Blumhouse movie to have a Puka cameo.
0: <laughs> Puka could have slapped the shit out of her for opening those collectibles. Is what would happen, but but uh but anyway. yeah, at
1: least like have him be one of the collectibles on the shelf, just a little Easter egg. Come yeah. on,
2: yeah, I, I, I'm I was a little bit disappointed because I was looking around for it for sure. They had such a hater, yeah. and then also Brian, you're joining
0: late. Killed her parents and opened valuable collectibles.
1: Technically todd and Kruger are closer to pugs rating you're you're right yeah technically
2: yeah yeah i bet the unrated
1: cut will be much
2: better me too uh I, I i hope i hope there's at least a cool uh, you know gore sequence or something like that because other than that one ear thing that we got yeah probably basically it? no gore at all i'm gonna Ooh. predict Ooh, not oh, as much go.
0: as you think how often do the unrated cuts have a ton of extra gore
2: nowadays? Yeah, but the way but what the director said, like the fact that he said the body counts are, are drastically different. I, I, I'm just I'm curious to see what that and was. that they actually reshot okay. to
1: get the PG thirteen means there it was a significant
2: amount of change. Yeah. Um Indy yeah. F- Phantom says Annabelle or Megan. You know, you know what's funny. Uh, I've only seen two of the Annabelle movies and everybody says that the second one is better than the first one, but I did not like the second one. And I mm. thought the first one was okay. Um, no, I'm all about the third one, <laughs> but Anna, Anna, Annabelle or Megan, I, I would say they're probably on the same level for me.
0: They're they are different movies. I mean, uh, the second Annabelle's good. The other two aren't in
2: my opinion. Um, so. I think I was just mad we didn't get the demon in the second one. You didn't like get get good mm-hmm. shot of him, and he was he was pretty creepy in the first one. But yeah, uh, I still need to go and watch. Like I, you know, I've only seen like half of one of the Conjuring's, and uh, I, I think I've just seen the two Annabelle movies that and the Nun. So I, I need to go and finish yeah. that eventually. Yeah, the longer that universe rolls on, the worse it gets.
1: Well, they said four is it. Or maybe that's just for the conjuring. Yeah, but didn't, movies, yeah. Not didn't they say story. three was it too? <laughs> they did. And say I don't three remember that.
0: It. I'm pretty sure three was kind of advertised. I mean, it wasn't called the final chapter or anything, but at the time, I believe they said that was going to be it, the Swan song, and it wasn't. So
1: uh, well, maybe they wanted to end on something good.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're getting another Insidious
2: movie. Some of these. These don't die. Um, watching Megan though, did you guys get the uh, fear trailer? That looks actually really good. Um, which one was fear? It was like the something like brings out your darkest fear and makes it happen. To you final destination. Oh yes, stuff. yes. I don't think I did see that one, dude. That shit look. That shit looks pretty creepy. I, I'm I'm in for that. The, between that and watching the uh, the infinity pool trailer again on mm. the big screen this time, I'm I'm very very hyped for that one too. But what, which they both come out this year too or this month I mean. What
1: was the trailer we watched? Not ma- uh Mutilator. The other one we watched, uh, on- Evil Dead rises. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see that on Evil the big screen so that was cool too. Nice, nice. Uh, All right. Then?
0: Moving on guys, we are going to be covering the latest Visual Vengeance Blu-ray of Heartland of Darkness uh which um yeah, i well, will get in I'll get right into it. So this is from 1989, long time in the making, uh, writer director Eric Swellstead. and in this one, in a small ta- in the small town of Copperton, Ohio, former big city journalist Paul Henson buys a small local paper. He quickly falls into a wide-reaching conspiracy of ritualistic murder and cults mind control when he discovers that the entire town may be under the spell of a satanic reverend and his flock. As the clues and corpses pile up, Henson and his family are thrust into a life-or-death struggle to expose the truth and stop the demonic cabal's reign of evil. Often cited as the lost Linnea Quigley movie, Heartland of Darkness, sometimes also referred to as Blood Church, was shot in 1989 on 16mm film and lost in obscurity and distribution false starts for over 30 years. This never-before-seen satanic panic epic finally arrives on home video for the very first time in any format and is packed with bonus features that spotlight the original creators and document the film's long history, and final completion. So speaking of Satanic Panic tonight, that's a theme because we have uh, Flesh Wound True Crime that's going to main event uh, later on tonight. But uh, before we get to that, uh, so Heartland of Darkness, always heard about this one. You know, you look through IMDb, your favorite actors, and, uh, you know, read different magazine articles over the years, internet articles, what have you. Uh, I always knew this as just the one that seemingly was just never going to get made i talked to somebody years ago can't remember who i don't we were doing some like lost film stuff i think we did uh day the crap day the clown cried uh different lost stuff like that not lost i mean just unreleased or lost uh and this was one that i remember hearing about and it just seemingly was just dead Uh, i just assumed we were never going to get it i want to say at the time i i think it was that it just was never completely shot and it just was never going to come out um i wish i could remember who exactly i talked to but for some reason you see this review and you talked to me probably over a decade ago hey uh say hi in the comments uh so this one visual vengeance has been a really cool label I mean they give you a lot of extra swag stickers, uh, posters, all kinds of cool gimmick stuff, great artwork. They're it's been a, a hell of a label, and they've released a lot of interesting films. Now, I, I find a lot of people have certain expectations for for some of these. I I know a lot of people are in that. I they they want the so bad it's Good kind of movie. And I can't say that this is it. This is not a so bad it's good kind of film. It is actually surprisingly well shot uh, by you know, I mean, this this was basically like college kids that made this movie. It's surprisingly uh polished. There are moments, you know, not every actor obviously is is fantastic. The sheriff's not too great. There's a, a prisoner that, that seemed like he was like kind of a, a jobber on WCW Saturday night trying to emulate The Undertaker. Um, but the Reverend, great villain, thought he was really good. Our lead is really good. Uh, Linnea Quigley, beautiful as ever. In this film, I was so happy to see it finally come out for her. Now, this is not uh, what I would call a gore fest either. Um, It is a little more dialogue heavy, uh, which is okay, because I was engaged enough in the storyline. Also, a little longer, hour 40-something, which, you know, not a super long movie, but sometimes when certain technical aspects lack, that can feel like a long time happy to say that it i didn't have an issue with it here it's a lot of a uh, lot of characters in this and i think they do a pretty good job of developing everybody the effects moments that they do have by and large all very competently pulled off uh and i was engaged like i said having a good heavy really helps and i think this had the benefit of that. It's really ambitious, a really, really ambitious script, which they chronicle in the extra features, which I'll run down and they were extensive, extensive, but I mean, we get car chases, explosions, uh, some big action set pieces, uh, you know, falls into like a waterfall, like a, a lot of, a lot of stuff, quite frankly, that, that certainly, trying to make films myself, I would have no idea how I would do any of that without it looking absolutely ridiculous. Uh, So like I said, in a weird sort of way, I guess, I know there were some complaints about LA AIDS Jabber because that movie was, a lot of people thought it was going to be more over the top than it was. And certainly the premise, you know, was, that was the craziest thing about that movie. But that one too, I thought was actually a, pretty well-made movie considering but this is certainly i think the most ambitious film that they put out on the visual vengeance label uh thus far and i had a really i had a really good time with it i mean it's very very impressive what they pulled off and uh i do recommend it but know what you're getting into and uh shout out ohio state um and uh In the extras, we get... uh, I'm just going to run down some of these because, honestly, it's so stacked. There's just a lot of stuff. But we do get Deeper Into the Darkness, a making of featurette that runs 38 minutes. Uh, This has a lot of good early local news footage of cast. And uh, this film was actually inspired by the Frank Peretti novel, This Present Darkness. Um, They talk a lot about... uh, The uh, satanic panic craze that was so huge at this point uh, in the Midwest, uh, all over, really. But they talk a little bit about that and how that kind of factored into this movie. Uh, The director talks being an assistant director on Beyond Dreams Door, which came out of Ohio State and actually made a lot of noise. Uh, That's also a very surprisingly competent movie, considering, you know, first time students making it. Uh, they run down where it was shot in central Ohio. If you're a fan of extra features, all of this is kind of cool. You know, just that, like, let's go out and make a movie. And then they document all of the the long, long road to actually finishing it. It's a great story. Uh, we also get a Linnea Quigley interview, pretty short, uh, just talking in general about the status, shooting, shooting it, people asking her. Throughout the years if it was ever coming out. Um, And uh, we get commentary tracks. uh, We get some archival stuff. All the extra swag. You get a prayer cloth. uh, A a Linnea Quigley mini poster. This is just an absolutely amazing release. Um, Movie wise, I give this one a... I give this one a... Three and a half. Uh, but the package and just the presentation is easily a five. I mean, Visual Vengeance so far has slated. Uh, these movies may not be as famous as certain things that like Scream Factory's is putting out. But honestly, Visual Vengeance does a better job on their, their releases than Scream Factory more often than not. So I like this label. I'm going to continue to support it. And this one, I would say is a winner so that's that moving on to our next film of the evening which is uh just making sure i didn't screw up my notes scare package two we're doing next time i believe all right so scare package two rad chad's revenge uh which is uh, of course a sequel to the popular uh shutter original from i want i believe it was 2020 and uh in this one when horror guru rad chad buckley's funeral turns into an elaborate series of hilarious death traps the guests must band together and use the rules of horror to survive the bloody game so kruger i know you were a fan of the uh, original uh what did you think of
2: the sequel well yeah the original was actually the first review i ever did with uh you guys so very first okay so, so i was i I was very much so looking forward to this um man i don't know really where to start i'll just say this uh i was a little bit disappointed as a whole uh, i think this movie was not as funny as the uh, the first one was and uh just some of the parodying of, you know, Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street and Saw, that was cool, but at times it also got got me kind of rolling my eyes, and I thought it was a little bit obnoxious with how many times they just were going to the well with the one-liners and, you know, hitting the spots for the certain movies. Uh, You know, usually I'm a fan of stuff like that, but this one, it just seemed like it was more, they were focusing too much on parodying other movies than having good segments because I really don't, I I can't really say I loved any of the segments or was really impressed with any of them. I think the wraparound probably was the most entertaining part of the whole movie. Um, And uh, you know, the other, the other, the original scare package it, you know it had that Ghoul man segment uh one guy that would not die thing like there's stuff i remember about this one and even like just recently watching scare package 2 i'm already forgetting about what some of the segments were about they weren't as memorable or as iconic i guess uh it is an entertaining movie though but i i i can't say it's anything above above average uh and you know as a guy that's very picky with horror comedies too uh, I gotta say, I was pretty disappointed with this being a sequel, the one that I do enjoy quite a bit. All right. Dan, uh, so uh,
0: meta horror for me is, I, I wouldn't even say 50 50, it's more a hit that, or more missed than hit for me. I more often than not, I find I just don't like it. Um, in this one. I like the first one. I did not like this one at all. Uh, none of the homages work. It's it's it always feels like one of the the weaker of those parody films where it's just like, oh, look, here's Saw.
2: Here's yeah. the here's yeah. the
0: guy on the bike. Like, yeah, ha, 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 this is funny. It wasn't. I didn't laugh much at all. They might have gotten a chuckle at one point. No, I'll get to that. But I think even the effects work was a step down. We get some cool shit here and there, but I didn't think that was that impressive. I know only one OG uh, director, I believe, from the original was a part of this, so I think it's all mostly new people. uh, But we bring back a lot of cast, of course. But they weren't funny here either, and I think that's more of a writing issue. Um, I will say... All the obvious references aside, uh, I did like one segment, and I believe it was called Welcome to the 90s. It was that final girl segment uh, where you had the sure to dies, which STD, uh, that was clever. And uh, basically it flipping what a final girl was. I thought that was kind of amusing. It was like, okay, this is a decent enough segment, and I'm sure the rest will be better. Fortunately, it wasn't. I... I mean they throw hellraiser in there, they throw saw, they throw, you know, uh, nightmare, nightmare on Elm street. Down. None of it made me laugh. It was like, "Oh, okay, there we go. I get it. Uh, you know, we we're doing Blair Witch paranormal activity. Just like those old like that was enough that we just see the saw guy and we're going to laugh at that." I was shocked. I I have a feeling and I get a vibe with this that there was never a sequel that was really intended and that just it did a lot better than they thought and they just kind of shit this out relatively fast like a like a
1: true sequel should be made well if we're being honest a good
0: job but
1: I, i'm not saying that but I, i'd rather yeah. have that you set out to make a good movie like scare package hey the money was good let's make another one sometimes you end up with scare package too sometimes you get a house too so, it, it, it's one of those things. Like, I, I have no problem with that being the reason for the sequel. Sure. I do agree with the best part of it was was the the Final Girls STD stuff. That, that was my, good. Yeah. And that was it for me. See, I, see
2: I, even for me, like, I, I didn't like it mainly just because I, I wasn't a fan of the way the killer looked and hmm. or any of the characters, to be honest. But um,
0: Maria yeah, so, Olsen, too. I always yeah. like Maria Olsen. Yeah.
2: I knew you'd pop
1: for that. Um, it was, uh, it, it's a huge step down from the last one. But nothing would stop me from checking out the uh, um, third one. I think, like, mm. honestly, I think it kind of, like, Rad Chad was such a good character in the first one, and, he, and he's so misused. Well, I mean, they did kill him off in the first one. It's not a spoiler. We're talking about the second one. And it's about his funeral, which Dan just said, so. Yeah. But I think like it, there was
2: nothing for him to do, and th- that didn't help. There was a lot of things going against it. But well, and the new uh, the new antagonist too. Like I yeah. wasn't really a fan of him. I'm not mad. I watched it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was just like it was
1: just mindless. Whatever. Here's that. Here's that. Yeah. Um, I I probably would only ever really watch it again if like they made a third one and I wanted to watch them all. But
0: yeah, I, yeah, I. I, I Oh, go ahead, uh,
2: Yeah, I, you know I won't say no to a third one, but I I do hope that they take a look at you know all the segments as a whole and realize that you know the good ones were in the first one, so maybe bring back some of those old directors and get some of their ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll
0: get a third one. I I think I haven't heard anybody else like give their opinion on this that I'm I'm aware of, but I don't know. I feel like this is a kind of a momentum killer. I I suspect this is, and God knows I've been wrong about this before, but I don't think this is going to be heavily embraced.
2: Um, I saw some people say that they liked it, but I I mean, I I feel like if you like the first one, I mean, there's stuff to like about this, but it it is, it is a step down in quality for sure. Uh, And
1: some people like those shitty little parodies, those epic movies, disaster movies, some of the later, Yeah, scary movie sequels too so there's there's a few
0: of those that are funny i just said this well
1: well, no and i agree but i mean there is a market for it so just because we didn't like it doesn't mean you know that that style of parody which is like probably like near 20 years old at this point is it nostalgia for some people like oh they did the thing where they just show us the thing
0: leslie nielsen
2: man goes back further yeah well, and plus the fact no, no, that this, those are good ones, though. Well, and pl- plus the fact that this is a Shudder original, too. I think it, you know, the likelihood of getting a sequel isn't totally out of the realm of uh, possibility. Yeah, it's possible. The hell good
1: it I mean, look what they're doing with the VHS ones. Maybe, maybe that this will be like the VHS viral of this series and we'll get some good ones next. Yeah,
0: right.
2: Yeah, that. A hey, good point. Maybe we, we'll, maybe we will. I mean, um, yeah, legit. VHS viral, I thought killed the VHS series completely, and then uh, they came back while, with two man. new good ones. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And but I did like the i like I said, credit where credits due. I did think that was clever. Like, why is the the slut safe all of a <laughs> I thought that was funny, but that's such a small part of the movie. I can't be that generous to it, but I give it a one just for that segment.
2: All right. Kruger? Uh, I'm a two and a half out of five. And that may be me being a little bit more generous than I usually would be, but yeah. Nice, nice.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm two and a half also, and sorry. Ben distra- distracted me with a question. Right. I, ben asked, who is the best porn actor turned porn star turned actor? And Ben said maybe Tracy Lords. Uh, Yeah. She's, she's
0: she's really good in excision. I think that's probably her best role. See, here's the thing but... with that
1: question, though. Do they have to have turned actor? Because there are some actors in the golden era that are better than some of the stars today. Oh, like I was going to say... Mainstream.
0: Jamie Gillis, right. uh, Eric but if Edwards, all those guys were great actors. Jamie Gillis was fantastic. That, and that's but, what
1: I'm talking about. Now, if we're including them or just porn stars who turn mainstream actors, I, that's a I'm, different question.
0: I'm taking his his uh, his question, people that did well enough that they kind of made it as a mainstream
1: The mainstream, actor. okay. Yeah. Then ben I mean, Robert, Robert Kerman
0: was in Cannibal Holocaust and some Ron, other, Ron, I guess. Ron he, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> Shocker, that's probably dance too. Uh, Indy Sasha Gray,
0: you know what? I can't count Ron Jeremy because he, most of it was cameos. He did have some featured roles and some, he stuff. was
1: great in killing Zoe.
0: There, there you go. He's but, like seconds, but... You know what? I would say it's a shame she didn't do more mainstream work because I do think Nina Hartley's was really good. Uh, but she didn't do a lot. You gotta consider Sasha Gray. I thought she was going to go a little bit further. I think now she does just Twitch crap to make her money. But uh, she did some really fantastic work. Open Windows, Girlfriend Experience. Yeah, open Windows,
2: open windows. This is a show. Yeah, 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 Well,
1: I'm going to answer because I'm shocked Dan didn't say it. I'm going to agree with Big Crack Rock as Ron Jeremy because he's probably the only actor on this list to star in. Three trauma movies. It might even be five. I'd have to do my math. <laughs> I, I'll
0: accept the answer, but
1: I know you will. <gasps> He's a good comedic actor. He oh, see, back in the day he, he warmed up for XPW. I don't know if you know yeah. that, but we'll tell that I'll bring that story up on Sunday. Yep. Don't uh gonna
0: say you're not gonna get too many more <laughs> Ron Jeremy productions at this point, unfortunately, but uh, wow. Yeah, he's, yeah uh, he, uh, Indy mentions Ron Jeremy did really well in Boondock Saints. And,
1: uh, Katie Morgan and Nina and Zach and Mary, yeah, they were both good in that. Yeah, Katie
0: Morgan, though, kind of played Katie Morgan. Like, she was perfect for that role, but I'm not giving her too many. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she was good in that role. We'll, we'll all do right this. mary Carey did some stuff but again she was always mary
1: Carey's so. pervert was awesome it's a great, great movie but movie. she's she's no mary no i know oh yeah i'm not arguing all yeah. right well let, let's move on what's our next film how did ginger lynn allen not come up though oh, devil's rejects alone should have forgot her mention she, <laughs> no she's a good actress she's a good actress um, she's she's been good from the beginning though like in <laughs> yeah. in her adult work I really was wondering. I was like, "Is Sasha
0: Grey going to be able to get like a a big mainstream like Hollywood movie?" I was really curious if she'd be new Wonder Woman.
1: woman. <laughs> oh. Dude, You're I, I will.
0: I will start. I will like embrace the MCU if you get fucking Sasha Grey. Well, that's
1: DC, but whatever.
0: DC, yeah, <laughs> so whatever the fuck, same shit. But I would embrace it.
1: Okay. I would totally... Todd, that is awesome. You put that out in the world now? Like, <laughs> That's all you want. You know, it's someone... Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Was it Indy? Someone on my on my feed mentioned uh, when I was watching the house party movies. Um, It's a shame there wasn't one set on Halloween. And that is so fucking true. Why did we not get a Halloween party? House party. Now I want that. All right, what do we have next, Dan? Yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know if I'm done talking about this because I'm still like... uh I'm still kind of like
1: trying to. You know what, Dan? We'll let you you prepare it and we'll do a separate Patreon show on it.
0: All right. That's going to be a Patreon. So, patreon.com slash flesh wound features. We'll make that a a topic. We'll have to mark that down for the next patron show, Uh, which there is a new one up there. So, go check that out. All right. So, our next (laughs) film,
1: Halloween House Party, sounds so obvious, right? (laughs) Nice.
0: Ghost also mentions James Dean. Uh, Yeah, James Dean can't act for sure uh herschel savage but again he didn't do a whole lot of mainstream stuff but he could act you go back to the golden era you you had to be able to act in a lot of cases so in my
1: day porn stars had to talk and fucking (laughs) act the fuck yeah
0: that'd be a fun like i just picture like in the old book so it's like uh we didn't have Dick pills. We had to memorize Do you get mad Kruger
1: Do you get mad Kruger when you put in a porn scene and they start talking and acting? You're like, what the fuck is this?
2: Bullshit? I skip to the good stuff. It's a build.
0: It's a build. <laughs>
2: no, uh, we're old. I ain't, I ain't. I ain't got that much time to fucking jerk off. I need to get in now. Now it's just like,
0: oh, I'm stuck. I can't get out. Yeah, no, it's not the same. But anyways, so moving on to our next film, which is uh, also from Wild Eye releasing and writer-director Brian Dorton from 2016, although this was just recently put back out by uh, Wild Eye, and that is Crazy Fat Ethel, which is actually a uh, kind of a, a remake of the 1975 uh, cult drive-in classic, Criminally Insane, uh, which I uh, don't know if that's still in print or how hard that is to get right now, but uh, yeah, so Crazy Fat Ethel. Uh, we also, this is pre-Todd, this has to be, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but after years in a mental institution, Ethel Janowski is released and taken in by her aunt to live a quiet existence. But for many people, including the institution's staff and a local detective discharging Ethel, was a huge mistake, and they will soon discover that her appetite for murder is stronger than it ever was for food. Based on the 70s cult classic Criminally Insane from cult director Brian Dorton. Uh, All right, so forever ago, we, uh, not Todd and I, but uh, Chris McGibbon, uh, myself, and... Probably Jen at that time. That's even pre Melissa, I believe. We did have Brian Dorton and I believe somebody else uh on the show. And he talked about Trashology, which is another film he did. And mentioned getting ready to do a remake of Criminally Insane. Um, he got the rights to it in uh to do the, the remake in twenty eleven. So yeah, was the,
1: wait, was that the little kid director?
0: No, 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 you're thinking Johnny Dickey.
1: Yeah, what what was the one yeah. he directed?
0: I believe he did a film called Slaughter Tales.
1: That's right, okay, uh, I get those, those confused, okay. Yeah,
0: he was the uh, VHS collector kid. I, I don't know if I have him on Twitter. He was on my Facebook forever. I
1: know I was on the show with him, I could remember.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was like a big-time baller in terms of VHS. I'd actually be curious if he ever... Like sold it. He was to the point though where he didn't even collect like DVDs at that time. Like he was just pretty much just buying like the rarest of the rare VHS. But it'd be cool to get him on again. Now he's probably guy probably in his twenties at this point. That was a long time ago too. But uh but yeah, so long road to get this film out there. A lot of failed fundraisers and Different things. Um, first off, I want to throw out there, and I forgive me because I, I may not remember his exact YouTube channel, but uh, Ryan88, I think somebody in the chat, I know people are familiar with him, uh, mm-hmm. might know the channel. He is in this, which I did not know, and he plays kind of a perverted orderly, does some. Unpleasant stuff to Ethel.
1: Always seemed like a nice guy, but uh hey, you start off some BBW Todd and my attention is immediately there. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever wanted to see Ryan
0: 88's ass, there you go. So something for the ladies. We're talking a lot of boobs on this show. So something for the ladies there. Uh, Ryan 88. I that that caught me off guard that he was in this. I didn't know that. Um, so this is a pretty good throwback as far as I didn't get a chance to rewatch criminally insane, but I think Brian Dorton does a fairly good job of kind of capturing that spirit while also kind of injecting a lot of John Waters vibe, uh, some trauma stuff. There's some, some, some nudity in here that that may or may not be particularly pleasant, uh, depending on the person. Um, There's some all practical gore. So the, pretty much, I might have missed something, but uh, it was pretty much all practical, which was cool. I mean, you get some meat cleavers to the face. Movie's a, a little bit repetitive at times. It's just like somebody comes to visit Ethel at the house. She kills them. Uh, somebody comes looking for the person that she killed. She kills them. <laughs> you know, there, there is a little bit of uh, uh, repetitiveness to it, but. Uh, I was very entertained. I, lo- I I enjoyed this this vibe. There is a uh, uh, a scene where there's a curb stomp with a, a wine bottle somewhere that you wouldn't want a wine bottle. I thought <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, there's, I can't remember who came in the house, but there's somebody where, I think it was the aunt, actually, and there's like blood everywhere. And uh, uh, Ethel just kind of blames it on her period, and she accepts that. I thought that was funny. Uh, I enjoyed this one. I, I thought it was a good time. It's uh it's it's if you're into these types of films. Like I said, John John Waters without a lot of money kind of trying to do a trauma film is kind of how I would uh pitch this one. And I think the uh actress that played uh, Ethel Dixie Gers I thought was really good and um uh Justin Ryan is is his name, but I think Ryan 88 is the UK. Uh, YouTube channel. So if you're a fan of him, I thought that was pretty cool seeing him play a
1: a villain. Um Todd, did you have fun with this one? I had a good time. I, I did. Um <clears throat> I almost rewatched the original two beforehand. I just didn't have the time. But I'm really glad I did uh I, I definitely kind of want to rewatch those uh now. Um yeah it, it is it's just that kind of like low budget, sleazy fun stuff I've just been into right now. And it fit that perfectly, and um, I think it's I think it's worth the time. It, it is streaming on Tubi too, so you can check it out there. Wait, maybe this is one of the. See now, I got to double check that. I think that was the other two. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know but, the other two are, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna confirm that. Um, but yeah, I, I did really like this, and I think it's worth a watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I had fun. This one, I, I, I'm glad. i glad. I He talked about it back then, and I knew it came out, but this was just one I never quite got around to. It just
1: oh.
0: sort of lost me. But it, it is a, I guess, a loose remake is the way yeah. to put it. It's been hey. a while, so I can't say if it's,
1: you know, it's obviously yeah, I, a
0: little different. But I don't think there was any uh, rim jobs or,
1: uh, you know. Hey. You never know. Was the seventies? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, this this was just currently on DVD, but it might show up on there TV. The Wild Eye stuff sometimes does. Yeah,
0: good, good for fans of John Waters, some HG Lewis in there. Uh, it's it's, I had a really good time with it. Um, if you like that sort of thing, which I do, so I am three and a half stars. How about you, Todd? Yeah, three
1: and a half. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going back and forth between that and the three, but I I did. It's it inspired me to watch the first two again. So
0: I always appreciate the practical effects too. I mean, even if you just even simple like just intestine stuff, like it works. Some things are tried and true, and once again, uh, Wild Eye as well. Great cover art as always. There's uh, also some alternate cover art, I believe, from the uh, original release in there that's pretty cool as well, so uh, yeah, not everything gets a Blu-ray, but eye has got some really cool stuff out there, so don't sleep on that. Alright, uh, so moving on to our next film of the evening, which is, pardon me, Rewind or Die, just grabbing the DVD here, uh, so this one is Rewind or Die, also from Wild Eye Releasing. And this is a another 2016 film, uh, French film, uh, although shot in English, from writer-director Gutierre Casanova? will yeah. with yeah. That could be right. We'll just put it that way.
1: We hope uh, it's right.
0: We hope so. If not, our bet. Uh, So in this one, a group of six friends from around the world descend upon an old abandoned house in the French countryside. Soon they discover an old VCR and a stack of VHS tapes, all filled with vintage horror movies. But what begins as a fun way to pass the time quickly becomes deadly as each VHS tape spawns horrors from the movies on them and into reality. And the friends must struggle for their survival. All right. So, um this is a weird one. It, it really is because I do like the concept of these VHS tapes kind of playing them back to back and then they become like hybrids, so they watch a zombie film and a uh, a western and then they're seeing like zombie cowboys, stuff like that. Um when they actually find a video recorder uh, then they kind of end up becoming part of the film or sucked into the film world uh i love the concept i think the concept is actually really good and uh, it's it's a really cool idea there's a lot of clips from a lot of public access uh pu- public domain stuff i should say that uh, brain that wouldn't die uh, which I love The Brain That Wouldn't Die from 1962. Um, lots of lots of stuff like that that kind of really made me want to go back. Uh, Invasion of the Bee Girls, which is just an absolute classic. I love that fucking movie so much. Uh, so, so we get a lot of clips from these things, which was nice. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of had me wishing I was watching those more than this. The big problem with this movie is it's... It, it's a comedy up until the final act uh, pretty much. And uh, it's a short film too, but it did feel a little bit longer because the comedy just was not working at all. The characters are very annoying and it's just like bickering the whole time. So you're not really engaged. I don't know if it was the actors so much or just the direction. Um, some of the non-real like real movies... The footage from that wasn't particularly good or clever. <laughs> I just like the concept, man. This is one of these movies. It was, it was,
2: there was also an
0: opportunity for some skin, which they don't go there, which goddamn, this movie could have used it uh, at the beginning. And the switch to serious at the end doesn't work at all. It It is, it,
1: it yeah. is a momentum killer. It totally was
0: they tried to sw- and i was like man that does not work at all um there are a couple decent little effects towards the end like the where the vhs was melting and a character kind of starts like pulsating a little yeah, bit yeah there
1: was some cool there was some cool yeah. stuff there i will give it that i was pretty
0: excited when they uh, had sent me this cuz and like i said the idea is cool it's just this is a case of execution just did not work it did not work, and it, it could be a case of partially lack of budget, not allowing them to pull certain things off. But but the up until the final act, it's it's actually pretty rough. I'm sorry to say, um, but I do still give this one personally one star for the the basic concept. I thought the concept was cool, uh, but unfortunately, the movies. Not the movie's a miss for me this time. But as always, if you like this and you thought maybe uh we were off or maybe we didn't get it or something, uh put that in the comments as always. We like hearing your your thoughts on these movies in the comments, so please do. Todd, uh it doesn't sound like you're particularly different. No, no.
1: I'm I mean, you you pretty much know that I'm on par. It, it's I I really like the concept too. It's just <clears throat> mm-hmm. If they had the budget, this movie could have been fantastic. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have the budget. It's a really cool concept, and it kind of lost me in the last act. But, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you give it, Dan? A one. I gave it a one. Oh, okay, so <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I can give it to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, Wild Eye certainly delivered overall visual vengeance great as always just uh sometimes you just can't uh can't win them all so we've got some flesh wound true crime for you guys this is also from wild eye releasing i think maybe we'll just have a general conversation uh, about uh satanic panic in general which uh todd is certainly old enough to really remember the height of it but uh oh, this i got is...
1: some comments on that <laughs>
0: Sweet, sweet. So this is a 2019 documentary, The Acid King, uh, also, again, from Wild Eye Releasing. And in this, Jesse P. Pollock and Dan Jones dig beneath the lurid books and scare tactic media coverage to tell the definitive true story of Ricky Casso, an American teenager who murdered his friend Gary Lowers in an alleged satanic sacrifice during the summer of 1984 on Long Island, New York. That crime and the public and media treatment of the events around it helped birth the brief but dangerous satanic panic mass hysteria which gripped the United States in the 80s and 90s. Based on the best-selling book The Acid King by Jesse P. Pollock and published by Simon & Schuster. Uh, all right, so Acid King, uh, so Kruger, you're the youngest uh, among us, um, yeah. <clears throat> Todd's the old buck, and I'm somewhere in the middle, I guess, um, but what what did you think of Acid King, were you, you familiar with this story, because the, the, the photo of him in the courtroom is pretty famous, where he just is out of it, and just stares into the camera.
2: Yeah, uh, our friend JD Horror, his uh, true crime horror story podcast, did an episode on uh, this case Probably a few years ago So I was familiar with Mainly everything that went on And the most interesting thing to me Was the uh, the amount of media coverage And them saying that You know, it was a satanic cult killing And how that affected the whole community Because my mom actually grew up In Long Island during the oh, This period yeah. of my, And just Growing up in a Catholic family, like, you know, her mother and her parents, you know, they were just going crazy about, you know, the satanic shit and fucking making her throw out her Aussie CDs and shit <laughs> like that. So, uh, she, it was interesting to see just cause even to this day, like she didn't even, uh, know that it wasn't a satanic cult killing and it was then, <laughs> you know, it was just this fucking lunatic that yeah, so ingrained
1: into us that we're supposed to believe that.
2: Yeah. Uh, I I just I I think it's I think it's funny like yeah the guy definitely was fucking a lunatic and he was into some shit and he probably you know did worship Satan but it wasn't a cult killing and the fact that they made their whole little group uh, that you know all used to hang out in that area that friend group out to be a cult and even down down to you know uh, naming their names on the newscast and stuff I mean this shit's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, it it was a really stupid time. But you could argue that it's a stupid time right now.
1: The (laughs) media is
0: still very stupid. You may not get them with this sort of
2: thing in particular, but Uh,
0: still very mm. stupid. Dude, Um,
2: Dude, I mean, honest to God, like, let's be real. Everybody, you know, talks about the occult and, you know, the Illuminati shit. I mean, it's all in the same fucking realm of, like, what's going on today, I think. I think yeah. people
1: will look back at themselves and realize how stupid they were.
2: Yeah. I, well, they still haven't done that yet for this, but they were pretty fucking.
1: <laughs> but the the best was when it was all about uh, the daycare centers. You can't take your kids there because that's where they were sacrificing your children. And people believed that shit. Like, Because daycares were new, so it was a concept so foreign to people.
0: It's but not it's Satanic like your... panic, but the McMartin trial. That's yeah. more hysteria from around that time, which... Yeah. Watch that uh, movie on HBO. The, it's from '95, I believe, with James Woods, the McMartin trial. I highly recommend that.
1: Yeah, all, all the daytime talk shows used to have satanic panic episodes all day. That's what Bob Zombie yeah. said. Morton Downey Jr. loves Satanic Panic. And I watched the hell out of those Satanic panic Mort- Morton Downey Jr. was a shameless piece of shit. I love him,
0: but God, go back and look at some of those clips.
1: My favorite is still the Bloods and Crips on the show. It's a long to bang it on wax.
0: <laughs> he was just so sleazy. He was endearing. You know, That's just- why we
1: all love the Piper segment. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, I love docs too. Like it's really interesting to talk to old timers that were actually there, you know, for this, which they uh big crack rock. I miss Satan compared to some of the stupid shit of today. Yeah, bring back Satan. yeah, bring
2: back Satan. Hashtag right.
0: bring back Satan, Punisher Batman fan. Geraldo had a big satanic panic. Oh, you know, here we go. Speaking of pieces of shit, Geraldo was also Dang. a shameless piece of shit. Well, maybe uh, we
1: should let that
0: one go. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I like this doc. It's it's very, uh, um, just it really kind of gets you in the headspace of what it was like being there outside Long Island uh, at that time, Northport, um, which you know I I have seen some movies and docs on this i i knew who ricky queso was uh but i did kind of enjoy uh, the way they laid out this documentary because it really was it wasn't a, a thing about satan it was you know an abused kid ass- kid yeah yeah asshole dad and um kicked him out when he was like 13 pretty much like illegal but somehow got away with it Nobody yeah. stopped it.
1: 84, who cared? <laughs> well, they
0: did not in 84, as you see here. Uh, it goes over kind of his time selling drugs on the loading docks. Um, shout out to, uh, well, Jim Van Beber, who is a filmmaker, and uh, we'll kind of get into it because he did some stuff on this uh, this uh, particular case. Uh, and shout out to my friend Victor Bonacore, who did a documentary on Jim Van Beber. You should all check out.
1: Interesting um, interesting cat, one of my yeah. favorite parts of this one, <laughs> yeah.
0: Jim Jim Van Beber's an indie legend at this point, and Victor's a fantastic filmmaker as well. I keep saying it, I need to get him on here, but um, he has a new movie out with um, uh, Aaron Brown, Misty Monday. But uh, yeah, also, what's creepy about this, you get actual voice recordings of uh, Gary. They go over, I should say, I. this is an actual case, so there's some spoilers on the case, if for some reason you don't want spoilers on the case. But uh, just, that was really cool, just the audio recordings of them. Uh, and th- really at that particular point, to, to an extent, they just come off as dumbass kids. <laughs> like, you know, if things had gone a little differently, I don't necessarily think this would have led to murder. I, I don't think this is even it's really interesting. Is there something inside him that was always going to come out or was it specifically how he came up? You know, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that Ricky Casso would be a murderer if he didn't go through what he did, but uh, unfortunately it happened.
2: Um, well, we also... it was kind of like a perfect mm-hmm. storm too. Like, oh, you yeah. know, he, he got his ass kicked by the guy that he killed, you know, pretty <laughs> shortly before he ended up murdering him. So, uh, I think if that, that, you know, he didn't, I think he did it a couple of times too. Cause he stole some, uh, what was it angel dust or some shit off of him?
0: Yeah. He was beating the shit out of Gary. And, um, I mean, the big, the big thing was, it was that mob mentality that, uh, cause pagan Pat, the, the Vietnam vet that, like, yeah. lived in the park, it sounded like that was, like, the last person he wanted to meet as a mentor. Uh, yeah. It just sounded <laughs> like he had uh, a lot to do with that and the Satan obsession that he developed. Um, and, yeah, man, it, it's it's pretty brutal, and uh, it was also cool, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the Weedis lead singer, yeah. and Teenage Dirtbag, mm-hmm. popular mm-hmm. song back in the day that was kind of based on all this, which I had no fucking idea, uh, or based on loosely on this, I guess we could we could say. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I had a good time with this, and the the news hysteria clips, the audio tapes. I thought this had a lot of really cool stuff, and it's not too slick of a doc either, which I kind of like. We're just we're talking to these old timers, some of which yeah. knew the people, others that just knew the area and what it was like, what life
2: was like at the time. Did you watch it with your mom, Kruger? What yeah. did she think of the doc? No, she thought it was good. And she was yeah. just interested to see the other side of like what really happened because it was just all, you know, rumors or what you got on the news back then. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, it, it it's it's pretty wild when you yeah. go back and look at that. But I feel like twenty years from now, thirty years from now, um, well fuck 40 years at well, this point, people look at some stuff now and think like, man, these people were fucking morons.
2: Well one one thing too <laughs> you is, think uh, <laughs> watching it, it was reminding me of like kind of the storyline we got in uh Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, actually uh probably got
1: yeah, they probably borrowed from that. Didn't even think about that.
2: Mm. Not to say that Ricky Queso was innocent. I mean, he no. definitely killed somebody. But but. but but the whole thing with you know him being blamed for the murder and then the Dungeons and Dragons thing with the cult, uh, yeah, you know, very
1: satanic panic. Era, sa- so. sa-
2: same and also similar with the you know the little name of their club being mm-hmm. all of a sudden them thinking the Hellfire Club is a cult. Uh, yeah, very similar. So I wonder if there is a connection with that.
0: Yeah, it also goes into that uh Say You Love Satan book which yeah. really added fuel to the fire and was kind of a bullshit book. I actually thought I had it uh over yonder. I have a big stack of uh true crime paperbacks and I thought I had that one and I actually do not.
1: Which book's uh, more full of shit, that one or Amityville Horror?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, why? Well, yeah. But uh, Amityville Horror. Is a Can we call book. it a tie? Um, Jay Anson's a more, uh, yeah, uh, better writer for
1: sure.
2: Ben Ben had a question in chat What happened with the singer? The singer of Weedus. Um, he was Um,
0: nothing happened to him, no, but
2: but 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 he was interrogated like around that time and was around that group, uh, so teenage dirtbag he wrote that song in the perspective of him when he was a teenager and being like the cops just like basically they went into the whole thing where like even if you had long hair and you listened to metal you became like a suspect that the cops were interrogating
0: Mm -hmm. oh absolutely back then um i mean there was actually one brief interview with the cop that you could tell was smart enough to know like yeah this isn't like Satanists controlling the town or anything like that. But but yeah, a lot of people were just rubes. I mean they would latch on to something and just take it as fact and oh, uh,
1: that, that that never happens. Every it's the
0: it's it I I won't lie, I am on almost a month blackout on news because it just seems like it's not even just one side. It's like everybody does it. Everybody you watch the news and you think man Everybody local, is a fucking moron.
1: <laughs> local news is where it's at. They they seem to be the most like in the middle because they're not trying to push an agenda. You watch little, your local little, news. A little bit
2: more. I yeah, think it I depends mean. where you live, too. though. Uh, Some of that yeah. local news be crazy. Sometimes well, it's just like... You're in
1: Arizona. We
0: yeah. <laughs> Carrots thought to be healthy for you, but now the sinister truth. News <laughs> <moves laughs> at 11.30. Um,
1: so we need promos like that. <laughs> and you're just like
0: looking at your like fucking like carrot stick. But
1: you know what? You know you want to watch that shit when they do it though, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it works. Is your cat trying to kill you? News at eleven. Um. <laughs> <sighs> uh. But, but yeah, no. I I did really like this. They talk about uh the Jim Van Babber film that he did on it. Uh, a newer one, Todd, that I actually want to see because I don't think I've seen it uh lucifer's satanic daughter
2: yeah i want to see right. it too it's the australian yeah. version of the story basically
0: yeah it's like kind of reimagines it and yeah and it's from 2020 we're gonna have to see if we can get a hold of that there's probably a good chance that wild Eye <laughs> has it if they haven't put it out already
1: you yeah. know it's it the one that i brought it up to you that doesn't get mentioned is ricky six from 2000
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: and, well and there's a whole story that alone could be a documentary that one's still technically unreleased they they filmed the story unlicensed or something and mm-hmm. and it just never came out i mean it's out i mean it never officially came out so but yeah, that was uh, like that's my favorite telling of the of the story too
0: yeah, Ben uh, mentions uh, Paradise Lost. I I met yep. the director Bruce something. I'm forgetting his last name. I met the director and kind of like the lead kid, the face of it at all. I met a couple people from Paradise Lost. It was really weird because they were doing the horror convention uh, circuit, which I guess
1: well kind makes, sense. Of makes I mean, sense.
0: I mean, I mean, got to make they, money. I mean, they fucked them so
1: bad. And you well, and you think about it though, too, those are the same people that would get fucked with.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this, this I, I enjoyed this doc a lot. We're easy marks here for true crime doc, docs in general, but I, I do think this is worth checking out. And I did like that it wasn't so slick. There was something yeah. that kind of worked about that uh, yeah. for me, but uh, I never actually read the, uh, the book i'll have to check that out i'm sure there's a lot of extra stuff that's really cool and um speaking of extra stuff this is also uh it has a cast and crew commentary a behind the scenes documentary there's deleted scenes and extended interviews uh jim van has one really fascinating guy if you haven't dived into Jim Van Bever's uh filmography and check out Victor Bonacore my chiller buddies doc on him which is really good. They have a uh, the unresolved podcast that talks about it. They have that on here crime scene gallery. Uh good stuff. Good stuff and uh more satanic panic docs. Particularly yeah. some of those cases that they tried to make into something that they weren't. <laughs>
1: um. Ben brought up the guy that did Paradise Lost, directed Blair Witch Two, so that makes sense for him mm. at a horror con. So,
0: yeah, that's true. That kind of gives you the the window. It, it was um,
1: God, and I wish I could remember which kid Thank it was. It. no, Who no, was I the... just. Oh, go ahead. No, Indy was following up on on Ricky Six. He was hired to work on Ricky Six, oh. under release because of Columbine, mostly. That's what I've always heard. Like originally, that's why it didn't come out. But mm. that's you know. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it
0: kind of feels like... I, you know, there
1: has to be... There's something legal preventing it. Otherwise, by now, someone would have picked it up.
0: Yeah, it's not not coming out for any kind of sensitivity reasons at this point. No way. Um, but
1: uh, yeah, but I think it, to... I
0: think it was Damien uh, Bog Zombie. Not the one that's like really struggling. He, he wasn't doing it. But I got to talk to him briefly and it was surreal you know, knowing that he had he went to prison that long and was sort of touted as this horrible murderer. I believe in the Paradise Lost case, isn't it somewhat settled through DNA who actually, I won't say who, but the family member that actually did the, the killing, it seems pretty obvious. But... It,
1: it does, but I don't think they ever give you that definitive answer. It's just kind of yeah. laid out for you to make your own decision.
0: Yeah, yeah talk about dumb fucking cops holy fucking shit uh,
1: how many documentaries have sequels to
0: <laughs> oh that yeah there's a ton of stuff out there on that um so yeah guys uh good discussion on the true crime we're, we're gonna try and do more flesh when true crime especially when we when it presents itself uh i'm kind of on a satanic panic
1: kick right now I know, so I'm, I'm looking at ricky six right now <laughs> hashtag bring back seat
0: yeah at least be entertaining if you're gonna you know just drum up a lot of bullshit just like let's make it fun bullshit let's make it satan stuff
1: all right indy has some more
0: uh indie phantom the kid from ricky six was a wild card in nightclubs in uh new brunswick canada uh it just sort of got dumped like so many tax credit flicks were dying at the time oh okay
1: so is that sort of like, uh, sort of like the Batgirl thing? Is that what you're saying? That it can never come out because, because it... I know there's the Canadian tax credits for shooting there, but I don't yeah. know if there is for like dumping the film. It
0: kind of but... feels like oh Jesus.
1: It. Well, Ben just said, "Devil's Conspiracy" trailer feels like a horror sponsored by a church. Well, I will be seeing it tomorrow at three o'clock. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the trailer first. But can't be yeah. worse than the one me and Dan saw. What was that
0: I, church? W- yeah, the church with Bill Mosley. But that was a weird. Like I remember when I was down there, uh, we saw some random shit because there just wasn't a lot out. Todd and I saw "Stars Born" together. We saw.
1: Yeah, always says "together" and makes it worse. Could have just said we yeah. saw "Stars Born." We they saw this holding. Fucking He's like hands, we. Saw- I mean. yeah, but, yeah, but but the way you together, said it, <laughs> it
0: sounds like it. What's why we saw it apart. What are the what the fuck, Dad? I mean, we saw it together. <laughs> together the makes it worse. All right. Well, I'm going to use it every time now. So get used I to know. it. But we had, I think, the second, look, maybe it was the last time we had a pretty good string of stuff, because I know we saw Lighthouse together, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we saw.
1: Was that my third time when I saw it?
0: It may have been. like I
1: know it wasn't time. my first.
0: That was kind of one of those ones, like, fuck it, I'll watch it again, especially being right there.
1: Oh, uh, so you'd already seen it, too? You know what? I'm trying to remember
0: if it was my first watch. Did you see that at, a, at a at like, an early thing or anything? I
1: think you were flying out, like, there. You couldn't make it. Because I think it came out okay. the day before you came out on the Friday or something. All right, all right. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, <laughs> did you but... share the popcorn? No, we did not share the popcorn. Not no. a popcorn guy. Dan doesn't like food that touches anything, so I'm sure there's a buttery popcorn in his beard might make him snap. Oh, and uh I am a four and a half on the
0: dock. I loved it. Forgot to rate it. <laughs> it just occurred to me.
1: Uh, um I would I really like the dock. I mean, it's one of those I go back and forth. If I'm pulling a little because of some technical aspects, I think yeah, four and a half's fair.
2: He
0: wouldn't um, have. He would have given it a five if we watched it together. But
2: Kruger. I'm a. I'm a three out of five. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh,
0: but yeah, yeah. That. What's coming out in April? If that's the the date, I'm down there. I'm trying to think. Probably I don't, don't know, it's know April. yet.
1: Huh?
0: There's some stuff I think they've announced, by – now,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll look, it'll be something you don't want to yeah. see that I'm going to drag you to. Hopefully, a star is born too.
0: No, that was that was brutal the last time. I mean, it was we had the Dean Kane like abortion movie, we had we didn't that, go to that one, we didn't see that one, we had or I think it was in, yeah, and then it, we thought it was like a serial because those some of those like uh Christian movies will kind of dupe you. It's like a tale of the, like a, the greatest serial killer, and it's like, oh wait, when them read closer, is like uh, bullshit. And then yeah, the church with Bill Mosley like was just. I mean it. It was a bad movie, but
1: see, it's yeah. funny. Like the idea of that being a a church propaganda film makes me want to see it still. It's like it's I can laugh at that. That's the blasphemy in me, though.
0: It depends. Yeah. It can be funny. <laughs> Some of them actually have reasonable budgets um i i watched uh, ages ago like omega code i think or something you know that actually got a wide release and i i can't remember i knew somebody that was in that movie and that's why i watched it but yeah the church was just really cheap propaganda <laughs> so,
1: yeah like it, it wasn't like i wasn't mad after watching i was just like okay well that was a yeah. thing <laughs> yeah
0: but gotta use your th- 3 free movies for A list so so there's that. Uh speaking of which I bought my ticket for um, yeah
1: well Ben just brought up Evil Dead rises in in Renfield in April. There you go. Fuck you. Oh, I need I, I, I need to see what of this.
0: I should time it so we can see them together. Oh, uh, Jesus hopefully.
1: Christ. I, I hope they come out the 1st and the 30th now just so they can yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we're gonna try at least at least one of those. We have to see it together. Uh, gonna bring Ozzy down too. Maybe he'll watch one of those. Uh, Big Crack Rock hasn't freaking basically said the Exorcist was religious propaganda. It doesn't mess. Necess- it doesn't necessarily mean it'll be bad. Uh, people it, misunderstand the Exorcist, yeah. but that's a whole other show. Yeah, um, but I, yeah. Well, you, Todd you hate it you hated it for a long time because you
1: so i guess maybe it's right maybe it was yes it, it didn't connect to me till i think the second blu-ray came out yet i've bought it every time it's came out cuz it's a horror classic but when that the the one that had like both versions the blu-ray that came in the little slip box i watched it that was like i really like this fucking movie you i and i
0: also win yet when you really yeah. analyze that but that's a that's a that'll be a good discussion maybe i can get lord on cuz Lauren has like insane knowledge of The Exorcist and the books, and yeah.
1: Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just gonna do it now. I was gonna say it after my other comment. David and Gordon Green will fix The Exorcist. He will remove that element. Oh my god! <laughs> he is
0: going to <laughs> fucking kill that for a generation. I, I, will, his- I will fucking <laughs> eat my hat on stream if that movie is good. Both of them. Uh, both, I, I, both. You, no you, I gotta go.
1: I gotta go change our Patreon to say both hats. Yeah, I mean,
0: my, my God,
1: all hats, Dad's own.
0: There is no way that's not gonna suck, asshole. I mean, there is not a fucking chance. I don't want to prejudge, but I'm prejudging the fuck out of David Gordon Green's The Exorcist. I mean, that's just like I know you're all some about David Gordon Gordon's Green's Hellraiser. <laughs> It's like giving like uh plutonium to your 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 toddler and saying like go make a bomb. <laughs> I mean not gonna happen. Um <clears throat> damn, I'm coughing now again. I'm
1: guessing really this damn. is a photo of Dan immediately after watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. there we have our the greatest adult starter actor there you go there you go saving some
0: money Call sleeping back. on a floor at the hotel, at the hotel at chiller um man um so guys i think that's all we have thanks for hanging out with us true crime's always fun so we will try and do more of that and on that note patreon.com slash flesh when features it all starts at just a dollar and we have a new show up there we'll have a lot more coming your way we, we will be starting the uh secret santa picks very next soon month. next month yeah because we're catching up best of a week from today best of 2022 you get our lists be armed with your lists we'll talk we'll talk uh also about some other stuff that you saw different things that you enjoyed from this year but we'll give them be giving our top 10 horror movies and uh what do we we
1: got this sunday
0: this sunday we have a squared circle society we're going to talk a little bit about that well now uh debunked well debunked for now it could still happen but debunked for now By now by Uh, sunday
1: it'll be sold dan so
0: (laughs) wwe saudi uh, Arabia thing which blew up wrestling Twitter my God was there some interesting stuff I know I, I
1: saw you deleted a tweet of some sort I didn't get to read I didn't delete any tweets there's what I kept pushing on it wouldn't show up oh maybe Twitter deleted I don't or know but... it may have been a quote too that they deleted the original post yeah uh,
0: that could be yeah.
1: I can I tell you what it. the it's I, I screen capped what the first sentence said before I disappeared Okay, tomorrow on. Okay. Um, tomorrow indecent. No, yes. Tomorrow is indecent. Tomorrow is the indecent proposal show, indecent behavior show. Um, Friday I don't know yet. We're going to talk about that probably off air. We may do something Friday because it is the thirteenth. But definitely Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe we've talked about it. We just
2: we never make something
0: happen. Um. Yeah. So yeah, indecent behavior. Trilogy show tomorrow, Flesh wound after dark, super popular. So we're listening to you and doing more. So tune into that. All right, and that's all I've got. Uh, by uh, my friend Lauren Dixon's book, Divide by Zero. It's awesome. I was supposed to finish it a day ago, but I just got busy. But it is fantastic, great read. Uh, also, uh, on just a serious note to close this, uh, some of you may or may not be familiar. She's she's not somebody that's been on our podcast or anything but uh pax panic uh, if you're into the horror booktube side of things she is battling cancer right now she's gonna be going through chemotherapy and she has a gofundme uh, up which um i should have the link but uh pax panic i'll put it in the comments later super nice just bright warm personality in the community. It really sucks that she's got to go through this, but I know she's going to kick the shit out of it. And uh, yeah. Do you want to support her? Even if you can't donate share, it always helps. Yeah. You know, if you've got a podcast, give it a mention uh, really cool lady. And uh, hopefully I know she's got a lot of support out there and hopefully she uh, she'll put it behind her soon. So on that note, good night guys. And we will see you back here soon
2: tomorrow.
1: Hail my sweet Sen.
2: <laughs> Stay sick, motherfuckers.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. We do it down.